Yo. Head up, think fast. You're about to feel the blast. It's the dopest podcast on the net. Oh, yeah. All us geeks, fresh your bet. We round the world, we round the net. So get ready and get set. Cause we make it look easy, no sweat. Jeff and Jordan, the host. Yeah, they be the best. From the north to the south, to the east to the west. They cover movies, comics, TV shows, books. These guys gonna get you hooked. Don't stop now, just take a look. And don't forget to sign our Facebook. Cause what they doing is board games, video games, yeah, they on it. They fly like a comet. Interviews is up. This podcast is pure. Give voice to your inner geek, that's for sure. Geek out any topic. No one ain't gonna ever, ever stop it. So if you wanna go and get it on, then head to allisgeeks.com. Welcome to another episode of All Us Geeks. I'm Jeff King. I'm Jordan Steinhoff. And we're here to give voice to your inner geek. Man, that inner geek has got to be tired of listening to me. My inner geek is <laughs> frustrated and violent. <sighs> uh, I uh, Do you have anything for general? I was chastised soundly for taking up too much general really? last time. So from me? no, for, from from you, really? I, I don't I, remember chastising. I feel you. like I was taken I to task. I don't remember chastising. <laughs> you. Um, I really, I don't really have anything. I think for general, it's not really going to be news by the time this gets out. Uh, <laughs> Catalyst Games announced Shadowrun Sixth Edition today. Yes, coming for June. Yes, not sure. I'm not sure how I feel about that. To be honest. You know, I still have <laughs> an emotional bond with the game and the concept itself, but um, other than that little one shot we ran at you ran at the game day, so we'd have something to talk about for the review. <laughs> I haven't played it since. Yeah, that, on the one hand, that depresses me, but on the other hand, it's like, where's the time anyway? I feel like it. You know, I I love the I love the setting and I love the atmosphere and everything like that, and and. I know with fifth, they really tried to do a lot of streamlining. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think it's a system with way too much complexity in certain areas and, and way too much formula kind of like if yes. you're doing this, then you do this plus this and, and, and this. So it is to me in my mind. I mean, it's one of those things like I know a ton of people that'll play it. I don't know very many people that'll run it mm-hmm. because if you play it, you usually just kind of look at the whoever's running it and go, so what's the math on that? What do I got to roll? What do I, you know? I got five sixes, <laughs> four fours, and three ones. Uh, so on the one hand, I mean, if they can streamline it even more with the sixth edition, that'd be awesome. So to in my mind, like where it falls apart always is hacking and magic. Mm-hmm. Um, because those are very complex systems in Shadowrun, which sucks because I mean, those, those are, Two things that make Shadowrun Shadowrun as yep. well. Yep. You know, it's like being a decker, you know, because I don't know, especially back in the old days. I mean, and I, I try when we ran the one shot, I tried to balance it out. And I don't know if even I did a good job there. But, you know, in the old days, it was always like, OK, uh, we do this, we do this, this. And All right. Decker. Now it's yeah. Now it's time for the decker. OK, I'm going to go get a soda and chips and. And just let us know when we need to come back to the table. Does anybody have a quarter? <laughs> Otherwise, I have to get Funyuns. Yeah. So, and, and uh, 
not not on the not in the same level for the magic side but again the magic side is where it's like okay well if i do it this way but then the you know the whole formula of things you got to kind of break out your calculator and 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 you know your advanced calc degree i wonder if there's a shadow run <laughs> spellcaster app that'd be awesome <laughs> uh but again i i've i've played in games where people knew the system well and had a lot of fun um, but it's always to be the person running it is, it seems like there's a lot to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can, I can take new people through creating a new character. Not too bad. Um, it's still a, still a math game, right? It's, it's spending your points and how mm-hmm. you want to do your points and all that kind of stuff. But I don't, I don't mind that as much there, but then it's when you're actually playing. But yeah. Then it's like, well, okay. My dice pool <laughs> is this plus this. So it's 12, mm-hmm. but now I have this setback. Uh, there's this difficulty here. Uh, I've got, so I'm down to, you know, seven. Okay. And what's the difficulty? Okay. I can do that on seven. Okay. I succeed. Oh no, but I've got these three negatives too. So I'm a net of which version are we at now? Or are we just subtracting <laughs> the nets or blah, 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 you know? Yeah. So we'll see. I'm in, I'm interested, but it, the other thing I was kind of saying is like, it just feels like, and maybe it is because we haven't played it you know, since then, but it just seems like, like fifth hasn't been out that long, has it? I, I mean, know. I had to how think it feels. about that. I was that's like, how it feels. I, really? I know it has been out for a while, but it just feels like we just got those books in our hands. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it probably has a lot to do with our inability to get it to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was going to run that campaign that one time and that fell apart and that was all on me. Uh, but yeah, again, it, huh? yeah, <laughs> but again, buddy. yeah, it's just the crap, the system and, and, and finding the time for it and whatnot. That's one of the games that I think is much more GM intensive mm-hmm. than it, it should be. Yeah. I mean, and so that's where, I mean, I liked, <laughs> I liked Crossfire, because it at least gave us gave that, that feel, it, that itch yeah, and, yeah, and it was easier to get to the table for us. Obviously, I saw um, I saw somebody today post on the on one of the official uh, announcements for sixth. I really hope they start doing more crossfire stuff because I really liked that game, and I was like, "Oh, you poor innocent bastard." <laughs> This is your first experience with Catalyst, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, that's cute. <laughs> oh, let's crush his dreams now. <laughs> uh, which, yeah, I mean, I'm that sucks. You know, again, that I, I really did enjoy that game. I thought that was a, a good kind of alternative to getting to play. I would still bust that out yeah, pretty much at any time. <laughs> okay. So now that we've let off with news to sad news, to <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't really have anything for general. Um, so let's just go ahead. Other than, well, let's see. Um, should we do them individually? Or should we just go ahead and do a, a Patreon shout out to everybody at the top since we still have? Let's just do it at the top. Yeah. So, yeah, our Patreon is open, of course. So thank you to everybody that's still hanging out there. Uh, and supporting us. And of course, our uh, shout out list right now for people that have donated to get a shout out on the podcast is Nicole, Nate, Stephanie, Timothy, David, and John. So thank you guys and girls. 
uh, for hanging out and for sponsoring us on Patreon so that we can continue to uh, do this podcast, play games, talk about things that we would usually talk about around a gaming table, which eh, we we edit, I guess. But <laughs> these are the things we talk about, and there's usually more. <laughs> so, listeners, if you would like us to take an app and not review a game – and just record around the table, around the table while we're playing. <laughs> or, um, or even better, just, just put out our pre-recording conversation when we're just sitting here at the oh, table. Geez. Let I us know. There's, no, I don't think uh, the, that would have to be a night where we're not talking about work, probably. Cause well, I mean, it would involve a lot of beef editing, but I'm pretty sure I'd get fired. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, on, on that, if, uh, since we are back in the swing of things and, and, uh, I'll cross my fingers going strong so far, uh, <laughs> we're recording. Let's put it that way. I, it's probably not our best episodes, but whatever. <laughs> if there is something that you are interested in us covering or seeing, or maybe doing a special episode or something, uh, definitely let us know. I think the other thing should be uh, let's let's just put it out in the, the internets because you know the amount of feedback we get is amazing. <sighs> you got to bring me down like that, dude. You got to bring me down. <laughs> we we have uh, been talking off and on about putting the podcasts on uh, YouTube. So if that is something that you might be interested in, let us know that as well. Currently, we're not really doing a lot right this second with our YouTube channel. Um, haven't done any video reviews, but and uh, I kind of haven't been streaming a lot. There's a couple things I I might start doing here soon, but since we're just getting back in this swing of things, I haven't really started doing the video review side of things yet. I'm starting that back up. So if you miss those, let us know that as well. I mean, I could start doing initial impression videos again, uh, or uh, how you feel about the podcast on on YouTube. Uh, and again, if there's anything else that you just would like to see, let us know. Uh, you can hit either of us up, Jeff or Jeff at All Us Geeks or Jordan at All Us Geeks or Podcast at All Us Geeks. All three of those work. They get to somebody. Somewhere. Okay. Somewhere. Somewhere there's a hamster that, that answers. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to. You never know what the response will be depending on which one of those emails you send it to. But <laughs> uh, go ahead and let us know. All right. Game review. Sponsored by all the people we listed up top. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, we are going to be reviewing a game today. We're not going to do more than one, but we are looking at one that a lot of people are interested in right now for sure. And that is Wingspan uh, from Stonemeyer Games. There's no D there. Huh? There's no D there. It's not Wingspan. Oh, Wingspan. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Wingspan. Dick. <laughs> Published by Stonemeyer Games and designed by Elizabeth Hargrave. Uh, so we are going to take a look at this game. It is a one to five player game. So it does have a solo variant about competitive bird collection. Uh, it is an uh, engine building game. So that is a big part of it. And basically what you're doing is you are collecting different types of birds onto your personal tableau and depending on how how you collect those birds and where you put them in your tableau because everybody has the same tableau as you cover up spaces when you take certain actions you'll have different things going on 
for your engine, depending on how full your board is. Uh, and we'll kind of get to what that means in a, in a second here. So yeah, you're, you're collecting bird cards. You'll get eggs as you go along and place them on your birds. You'll get food that you can either use to pay for the birds or some cards will let you cash them on the cards. So cash the food on the cards and those are points at the end of the game. Cash me outside. How about that? Cash me outside. Yeah. So yeah, it, comes with all kinds of components. Uh, it's got, again, a ton of cards. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's 170 bird cards. So uh, there's no shortage of cards, I don't think, yet. We've gone through, we haven't played a five-player game, but we've done. I've done two, three, and four, and I did, we haven't come close to going through an entire deck yet. <laughs> no, even at four, there were a lot of cards left over. Yeah. Uh, so you get a ton of cards, uh, which is awesome. And there are multiple different abilities that can be on these different cards. Uh, some of them you kind of, I mean, they start kind of being lumped into categories, but still there's a, a good amount of different abilities and, and how they proc, um, through the game. So that's kind of cool. And, uh, this, this game, uh, let's, let's just go. I mean, I'm going to start talking about components. Let's just go right into components here. This game comes with a lot of, good uh, a lot of components and a lot of good quality components i mean it's kind of something that a lot of people expect from a stonewire game at this point but i think this really went for it so just starting with the rule book the that is a rule book that goes <laughs> above and beyond this is it's it's a rule book that everybody has to touch because it is uh very well made uh and it you know it's 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 high quality, it's sturdy, it's durable, which is awesome. You get the base rule book, uh, which goes through, again, the majority of the rules, kind of does your component shot. Then you get an appendix, which kind of does like a quick setup, quick like go through the phases and also uh, describes all the different abilities on the birds and stuff. So if you have a question uh, about how you think the ability might work, you might, you'll check the appendix and you can probably get the answer you're looking for there. And then there's just the, it's called the Autonoma, which is the, um, uh, single player book. And then again, there's a ton of cards. So there's 170 bird cards. There's like 26 bonus cards, uh, which are, um, basically bonus points that you can potentially earn towards the end of the game. Everybody starts with one. You, you, know, you get two, you pick one. Everybody start will start with one that they can try to accomplish, but there are birds. Again, almost everything comes back to getting birds. There are birds that let you get more as you go along, so you might get more bonus points. Uh, or you can score as many as you can collect and actually uh, get the condition for scoring them at the end of the game. Then there uh, there's a board for your goals, which I think is kind of interesting. This kind of nice. So they have... Um, uh, goal board. So you're going to play this game is played over four rounds and then you have goal tokens. Uh, and there's more tokens than you're going to use, but basically, and the tokens are double sided. So you, you select four random tokens and, and the randomize aside, we usually just pull one, flip it, whatever side it lands on. That's the goal we'll use. That's, that's how kind of Megan and I started doing it. And so you'll grab four of them and whatever face it lands on. And those are every round you're scoring something different. So it might be, um, all the birds might be total birds within a habitat. It might be something like um, all the birds with eggs on them from a certain nests. Nest, yeah. yeah. Um, 
So, I mean, there's there's all these different things that they can be. So, basically, every round you're going to be scoring something different. Every game, every round is going to be scoring something different. And uh, the score scoreboard, too, also, again, is double-sided. So, you've got your base side where what you're used to is whoever has the most of something scores the most points, second place, third place, and then everybody else usually, if uh, if you're doing four or five, there's a zero spot. Um, so that's standard. But if you flip it over, it's kind of got like a uh, easier, less competitive mode, I guess you would call it, uh, where everybody scores based on what they have in their tableau. So again, more another different way to play it comes with a really cool bird tray which is like plastic it really is yeah which um acts as a placeholder for the three birds that are going to be available to each player each turn but it also is basically the tray that can hold all of the cards in place in the box Mm -hmm. uh we use it we also use it as um because there's so many cards uh and i'm sure most people do but it's it's I don't think it's stated anywhere that I remember, but basically we it's a, a three stack tray. So we use two of the two of the stacks for all the 170 birds, and then the other stack is our discard pile. Um, so we use it during the game that way, draw out of it onto the top of the tray. The lid of the tray we kind of set down below, and that's where the three cards you can position the three cards that are up for uh, buying that round. Then the player mats, uh, again, these are car- nice cardboard, like fo- uh, fold out in front of you tableaus uh, that show you not only what what your actions, what the potential actions you could take every round are, uh, but again, where your birds sit on it to basically change how that particular action will go. And again, we'll get to that in a, in a bit. We'll get to that in like mechanics. Then it comes with a really cool dice tray that is basically a birdhouse. Uh, or an outhouse. Or an outhouse. <laughs> <laughs> so you assemble it. It's, it's cardboard and you, uh, throw the dice. You get, so there's wood custom dice that come with it as well. And the, that is the food that is available for, well, while it's out. It, it could go beyond a, a turn or whatever, but while it's out, that's basically your available food if you take that action. Uh, so, and it's a nice, again, nice little dice tower that looks like a bird feeder or a birdhouse. So that's pretty cool. It does come with score pad, but there is an app, but there is an app. So yeah, there's, you know, you at the end of the game. So your, uh, goal board, you're going to go ahead and score with tokens, uh, that you have on that for each round. But then at the end of the game, you'll use the score pad for what you got each round plus the other things that you get to score at the end of the game. Uh, and that's just regular paper score pad like you kind of see in like a Yahtzee or something like that. 75 egg, they call them egg miniatures, but yeah, just these little wooden eggs. They are miniature eggs. They are miniature <laughs> eggs. Uh, these 75 eggs, so they're wood, these little wooden eggs painted different colors. Pastels, uh, very nice, very pretty. Yeah, very, very nice. Color doesn't matter. Unless, forward thinking unless you're, Jeff, that's unless forward you're thinking. Jordan. <laughs> so like yeah there's no different it was sarah that stopped the game because <laughs> well, that, that is blue. so it's a family thing is what you're saying <laughs> uh so we had yeah. different reasons <laughs> very much <laughs> uh so yeah they're they're different colors and so yeah some people might be attracted to certain colors and only want those color eggs but it doesn't matter what color eggs you put on your birds but it's a nice little touch it's pretty cool they're they're all different colors they could have all just been you know white and and uh 
and they didn't have to bother with the various colors if they didn't want to. Wooden dice, we already talked about. Uh, everybody gets tokens that, uh, so these are just like little wood wood cubes, uh, that standard wood cubes in different colors for every person. Everybody gets eight to start with. Again, these represent your actions. And as we go through the four the four uh, rounds, you lose you lose one every round. So that's well, really like, only the uh, first three. Well, first three, yeah. So you basically lose an action mm-hmm. uh, going into the next round, which is kind of kind of cool. We'll talk about that in a little bit too. A uh, hundred and three food tokens, and these are just your cu- uh, cardboard punch outs uh, that have you know the different types of food. So there's you know again there's five different foods that you can have. So those are cool. They represent worms. No wheat. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Gold tiles. We already talked about. You use four of them every game uh, and one side of the two every game. Uh, And then there's the big old bird first player token, which is, again, a larger cardboard punch out. Uh, just represents the first player. So there's also, we should talk about the, the came with plastic trays. That hold the food and and the and the eggs. Uh, I wasn't sure if it came with those, and I forgot to ask, or whether you had just no dollar stored those. Nope, oh. that, those came with the game. That's solid. Yeah, and so it, it acts as a place for everything to kind of be on the table together, not kind of be rolling around or splashed around, unless you got big fingers like I do. With it, half of them end up on the table anyway. I can't pick up an egg from the supply <laughs> to save my life. Uh, but it also acts as holders in the game when you put it away so that the eggs and the food aren't splashing all over and you don't have to put them in, you know, plastic baggies if you don't want to. So yes, those did come with the game. Apparently I was not the only one that didn't know why they came with the game because <laughs> <laughs> I did find that thread on VGG because uh, there's four of them. So, you know, you kind of look at them and they're, they're just in there by themselves. They're not actually mentioned in the rule book. They're on a diagram on the side of the opened box. Um, and, and again, it's my cocaine. And again, it's just, you know, the diagram is just trying to show you the layout. So it's just like a sideways thing. It says eggs go here, food goes here. (laughs) Um, so you just kind of. Okay, those kind of look like the trays figured out. Cause I, I did the same thing. It looks like everybody else did from reading that thread. It's like, okay, um, are these per play? Well, no, there's five players. So we're missing a tray there. Is it per egg? No, there's five different kinds of eggs. <laughs> you know, it's food? No, five different kinds of food. And, uh, so it ends up being that there's four trays. Two of them they have you just kind of split up the food, uh, in and two of them they have you split up the eggs in. Food does kind of need to be separated because you'll be pulling different types of food as you go along. Eggs don't really need to be. They can be in either tray. But, yeah, those little plastic trays came with it for, again, on the table and storage afterwards. All right. So I think we've gone through everything component-wise. What did you think of the components for Wingspan? This is really, really solid. You kind of alluded to it. You expect a certain level of componentry from a... Stonemeyer? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Just leave me hanging. Yeah. From a Stonemeyer game and he fulfills. It's not quite as ridiculous as like the uh his Kickstarter for um oh for God. <laughs> this is gonna be a night. Oh my god. It's not uh, as ridiculous as some of the other Kickstarters that he's done. <laughs> but this is all solid quality stuff. Cardboard is good. The cards are really great. They have excellent art for each bird. Each bird is distinguishable. 
as it's what it is. Well, I assume I don't know every bird. They, they could have thrown in something in there. That is not a loon. <laughs> and down at the bottom of each card, it's got a little little globe map, and it shows you where you should be able to find this bird and a little trivia about the bird. And uh, so the, the the cards give you everything you need. They're very, very pretty. Uh, it's a fairly muted color palette overall, so that when you get a, uh, on the cards, I mean, so that when you get like a, a really bright bird, like a mm-hmm. red breast or a yellow-throated warbler or something like that, uh, the, the color really punches. And you mentioned the player tableau. They're, it's very pretty, but the coolest part about this, and this is a detail that a lot of places you're not necessarily going to see it. As you said, it's a bifold, and when you fold it, mm-hmm. it looks like the front and back cover of a journal. It looks like kind of a leather journal with stitching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a really cool detail since it's something you're only going to see for a second when you open the game and then when you put the game <laughs> away. Uh, so the components, really, really good. Mr. Fat Fingers, I dropped quite a few of those eggs and I haven't <laughs> seen any chipping yet, but uh, a- a- everything is top notch. Uh, a good quality components here. I am satisfied with your purchase of this game. <laughs> Glad you're satisfied with my purchase. <laughs> <laughs> you probably know just from what, while I was describing it and what little bit I interjected, but euphoria, <laughs> euphoria. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I I didn't know where you were going. Honestly, there have been a, a few Stonemeyer games. Uh, he's and he doesn't do Kickstarters anymore, at least for now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, the components are. I mean, again, just even from open the opening the box and getting the rule book out. I mean, I instantly was like, ooh, Megan, you gotta, and Megan was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> you know, just just from your first introduction, opening the box and having the rule book, the components are, are solid. They all do exactly what they need to do. Sarah didn't get it. Yeah, Sarah was the only one that didn't no. get it. I, I, that was kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> Especially from somebody that works at the library. <laughs> Um, you have the St. John's Bible, okay? <laughs> this is just a smaller version of that. <laughs> so yeah, all of all of the all the components are really nice. Like I said earlier, they could have just gone with, you know what, let's not worry about multicolor eggs. But even there, they decided, you know, we want different color eggs and, and that extra visual. The tableau is really nice. The like you said, the the birds and the art and what they put what they what they were able to, cr- I'll say, cram onto the card. Standard right? deck size, standard playing card deck yep. size. Uh, but they have good, almost full card art, the bird name, mm-hmm. the geography, the trivia, and everything that you need for mechanics. Yep. Nest, eggs, scoring. Yep. And, oh, abilities. A really, and, yeah, and abilities. Yeah. Uh, 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 wingspan. Size. Yes, for yeah, wing, wingspan length. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just there's so much on this card, right? But looking looking at a card, you wouldn't go, my my god, that's overcrowded. That's, that's yeah, it's busy. not like a magic that's, card yeah. where sometimes it's just a small picture in a wall oh, and of text. food and food and, food. and, and where it yeah. can go on the tableau. Where it can go. <laughs> I mean, there's a it's ton an incredibly of well laid out card. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Kudos to the the layout team for sure. So yeah, uh, uh, not mechanic, component wise, I don't, you know, usually I can find one thing here or there. I don't think I have anything 
that I'm kind of like on the fence about with this game on the component side. Uh, the art is beautiful. It does what it's supposed to do. It's, it's, it's very, very nice and very kind of realistic. And again, everything they were able to cram on the card is, is great. I don't think I, I, at, at best I could say is there was every once in a while there, really tiny icon for an action mm-hmm. somebody would say well what does this mean or something like that but again it's it was easy to find out easy to figure out it wasn't it wasn't a distraction or anything like that it was just like a quick question yeah and again you're going to get get that even with any game that uses icons if it's the first time you're seeing it and you're not seeing it, you're going to ask that question so I, I don't think I have anything bad to say on the component side of this all right so let's talk about the mechanics for a second you want to you want to uh, uh, describe it a sure. little bit, or you want me to? I'll go with it. <laughs> okay. So the mechanics uh, are are pretty pretty simple. It's it's kind of a it's a worker placement game, but it's not competitive. But unlike something like Lords of Waterdeep or Kingsburg, you're not actively trying to find the best way to help yourself, but also hinder somebody else because it's all each player's tableau is their own, and there's no interaction except maybe poaching somebody's. Oh, oh, good use. Yeah. That finally was thematic, <laughs> poaching somebody's bird. <laughs> so you start off with eight cubes. Oh, and, and food. You can screw oh, technically, a little bit on yes, food. Yes, that's yeah. true. That's true. I've had, I had oh, that yes. happen to me a few Yes, times. Megan. <laughs> but it's generally not a, right, a yeah. competitive game. So on your player board, it tells you everything you can do. So you can play a bird. Play a bird, which I always call build a bird. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can gather food, you can build, uh, or I should say you can lay eggs, mm-hmm. and you can draw more bird cards. You have four potential actions, and they cross the entirety of your board. So as you, and each, it's what, four slots, and then the fifth is the edge, right? Uh, it's five slots. It's five slots, and then the sixth is the okay. edge. So it's five slots, and... As you progress filling in your board, the action that you take, its base action gets better. So first round, first row, and first column, everything, you're doing one thing. You're getting one food. You're getting, you know, the minimum number of eggs. You're getting the minimum number of cards. But then as you fill out, you still maybe only getting two eggs, but then you have the option of spending a food to get another egg or Mm -hmm. spending an egg to get another card, something like that. So as you go along the path, uh, for, for each, for each action, they get potentially better. The cost of this though is they get more expensive. You got to play these birds and the cost is whatever its nutrition is, Mm -hmm. a worm and a wheat. And then the farther (laughs) along you go, it also costs you eggs. So you have to take these actions to lay eggs, both because it's a scoring thing, but also because it's a cost thing. Mm-hmm. So you got your three habitats. You're going to build your birds based on current and future scoring. It is a game where you do think ahead a lot. Mm-hmm. And you're going to build your birds based on their habitat and where you where you want to try to take your game. By that, I mean you might have a starting hand of five cards, of which you keep three, and you know right away that you're going to be driven towards 
building your your grasslands habitat because that's what you have and it's inexpensive and so you're going to gear your stuff around there because something in the grassland squares twice and and you have three grasslands birds in your hand mm-hmm. alternately it might be spread out so you're going to work a little bit so in each in each habitat so if you concentrate on one habitat it's going to maximize its effectiveness a lot more. If you get all the way to the fifth column in eggs, you're developing, or I should say in the grasslands, you're developing a lot of eggs every turn. And in theory, as you lay down these birds, uh, then you also generate effects. Now, each bird has, well, no, not every bird. The high-scoring birds generally don't have any powers. Correct, yeah. But so many birds eight have... Eight nine or whatever. Yep. Many birds will have a a when played ability. When you play it, you do this. When activated, so when you take eggs, you're going to take your three eggs for that round, and then you go back down each individual bird in the grasslands, and that's what activating is. When you get to, you take your three eggs, and then you go back down towards the lowest column and activating any activated powers. And it might be cash a card or get a food from the supply or roll a die, you know, and see what happens. And then there's, was it between rounds or in between rounds? Yeah, between rounds or once between rounds or however it's worded, but yeah. So I had a bird that stuck its eggs in other people's nests. So every time, once per round, when somebody else at the table did the, the, uh, the lay an egg action, (laughs) um, then I could put a bird uh, I could put an egg in one of my other nests. Um, so they've got three types of actions that you will get to process at some point over the course of a round. That's not to say you're necessarily going to want to because they're all optional. You, you, you're, all your birds might be full of eggs. So you have nowhere to put an egg or there might, uh, there might not be another predator out there for you to, proc a predator power so or or on the other side is like it might be something where you have to spend an egg but you don't those have eggs are scoring yeah no and like the option where you you decide you don't want to do it not that you can't because yeah. because well those eggs are scoring this round and i don't want to take a point off of yep. my my bird so you can opt not to do it so it's very elegant because you have at the start of the game eight actions and you're, you're going to go around in a circle, each player taking one action. Like I said, what generally what I do does not impact Jeff at all, unless I take his bird that he wanted or his food. And we're going to go around and around. And at the end of the round, as he mentioned, uh, do scoring, you remove a, you remove a cube. So second round, you're down to seven. So your board has gotten hopefully a little bit more <laughs> developed, yep. but you've lost an action. So hopefully you have something in mind that is going to allow your developed board to offset that lost action. If it's the end of the second round and you're down to cubes and you're still ba- doing just the basic action in all your squares, you've probably hit a bit of a roadblock. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they balance you losing the action by letting your actions be a little bit more uh, more effective as you go on. And I think they, they balance that pretty well. Right. So just cause it may be kind of hard to visualize as we talk about it. Cause it, 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 it definitely 
it's pretty straightforward when you see it, but kind of talking about it a little bit might be hard to visualize. So let's just say I'm going to explain it. First round, first action Mm -hmm. that you take around. So first round, you're going to take an action and let's say you decide you want to gain food. Uh, You're going to put your token down and you gain a food and that's all you get out of that. Now you've got other actions that happen along that round. Let's say you've gotten some birds and you've filled them out in your food area. First action, second round now. So we've lost it. We've, we've lost a cube. We're down to seven actions total, but first action, second round. Let's say I decide to gain food again and I've got two birds in there. So now I'm putting my cube in where I get two food automatically. And then I go down to the, the next, the bird that's next to me. If it has a when playability, I might be tucking a card under it. Tucking cards under birds is points at the end of the game. Uh, and then I go down to the next bird. And again, if it has a when activated ability, it might say lay an egg. So I put an egg on another bird. So first round, first action, I get one thing no matter what. Second round, first action, again, We've lost a cube, but we're doing so much more with that action potentially if you've put your thing out. So that's that's kind of the the balance that we're looking at. While you are losing actions every round, hopefully you've set your again your engine up to do uh better things with each cube that you play. Yeah, that's solid. I just because it, it 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 can be kind of hard to visualize. I mean, yeah, w- without the image of the mat, it it doesn't necessarily show the flow right and first time through even even with the mat you know i did it wrong and then zara did it wrong (laughs) (laughs) no no and you do that oh okay yeah and it's rinse and repeat over four rounds but it's not really rinse and repeat because you're not following a set set of actions Mm -hmm. uh every time it comes back to you yes you've watched what people have done and you're paying attention to scoring and you're paying attention to what else, what's out there. But every time it gets back to you, you get to make the most optimal to your mind, though not necessarily in reality, <laughs> the most optimal choice at that time. Yeah. Did somebody take that food you wanted? Was well, it worth it to get rid of a card to get more food? You know, blah, blah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to clarify one other thing too, because you kind of mentioned it in passing, but it was, it was your option. At the start of the game, everybody starts with five bird cards and oh, yes. and five food, one of each type of food. Jordan had mentioned while he was doing his example that you keep three cards. Well, he he decided to keep three cards. So you get five five birds, you get the food, and for every bird you keep, you got to get rid of a food. So in his example, he decided to keep those three cards. He would have only had two food left mm-hmm. to do anything with. So he would have to gather some more food because he got rid of three to keep those three cards. So at the start of your start of your turn, uh, you're already kind of making choices right away because you get five cards that you get to look at. You know what's going to score first round, and you get a choice of one of two bonus cards. So between all of that information, you kind of start at least your first path. Because like Jordan said, this is definitely a game where you're looking at how well can I do this round? And depending on how well I can do this round, is it going to be more advantageous for me to maybe plan already for second round or something like that? So you've got all of this information right as the game kind of starts mm-hmm. uh, to make some choices with. And again, it's it's 
the five cards, you decide how many of those you're keeping. You could say, I'm not going to keep any of them, keep five food and just kind of start drawing and see what you get. Uh, the other thing, when you do take the draw uh, bird action to get more bird cards, uh, there's three face up and then there's the draw pile. So you can either take one of the face ups or take a random one from the draw pile when you take that action. Uh, if you get multiple cards for some reason, it can you can mix and match that. Uh, the three cards that are face up that you know of don't get refilled in right away. So it's not like you take one, another one flips up. Uh, it's not until the end of your turn when you've done whatever you're going to do in grabbing birds, then it refills for the next player. And it's only at the start of the game where you have to pay for your birds. The, the, the draw, right. Yeah. The draw. Yeah. Uh, at the the to initial, keep them. Yeah. yeah. The initial, however many you're going to keep. Once you go to the draw bird phase, there, there's no food upkeep right. for them. All right. So, uh, anything you think we missed there? Or should we just go into what we think of how the mechanics work? Let's do that. Yeah. All right. So, uh, mechanics for wingspan, all of that together. It, I, it flows really well once you get used to it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's too bad to get used to, but I do, like you said, there is that aha moment. I think I went through it with Megan as well when I was teaching it to her, is that aha moment that going down the, the path and activating all the birds, that that piece of the engine building, once you see it, once you understand it, once you start activating stuff, it it does do that light bulb uh, and, and it goes very smoothly from there. All together with the kind of partial, so I don't know if I'd call it worker placement, but action spending or something. I mean, it's because typically in a worker placement, you're blocking something else. Mm-hmm. And this, you're not blocking yourself from anything. You could take the same action with every token if you That's want true. to. That's true. It's a very good point. So, I, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd put that here. But Everything that they've put together, I think, works very well and is very clean mechanically. I don't know if I have too many. I don't. I don't know if there's anything I'd really change, or I'd be like, "Well, why did they do this?" What, what do you think? The only thing we talked about was that it goes to five players. Mm, yes, but there's only four scoring rounds. So we debated whether or not maybe at some earlier iteration of testing there had been a fifth round that mm-hmm. they decided to remove for you know whatever mm-hmm. and I-, I can see that might be a little bit of an irritant for the fifth player every game mm-hmm. uh cuz they never get to go first and there is there is a tangible element to going first if you need that food and you, you, you can't risk waiting or there, there's that bird that's going to set your round and you can't risk waiting. So it's not just a theoretical advantage going first. There is a tangible mm-hmm. advantage going first. And so that player that's fifth is never going to get that first board of or that first shot for that board for that round. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's slim, but it is there. Like mm-hmm. you said, I mean, and, and you're right. We did talk about that and that actually makes me think of the other thing that we kind of talked about was I think you're, you're fine with it. I know repeatedly Megan has said, I wish there were one or two more rounds that it, it feels like it falls just a little short for her. And I kind of got that way towards the end. I started seeing what what she was kind of talking about. And I I also, and again, like you said, we talked about maybe was this at 1.5 rounds? There are times I think it feels short. Like you're just getting 
an engine going at all. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, and, and I think you pointed out, it's like it, it is nice on the other end of that where this is not one of those engine builders where you're like, all right, everybody sit back and look how awesome I am to be able to go through my entire deck, reshuffle it and do it again, do it again. You know, that kind of thing. So, I mean, there there is a, a fine, delicate balance there. But I I started seeing that what Megan was talking about, especially when we when we went three and four players, mm-hmm. where it was like, okay, one or two more turns, I could see that. I could see that that could be a good thing for this game. But again, that's 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 mild, I think. I mean, I'm not like, my God, this 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 game ends way too early and and it's destroying the game. You know, nothing like that. It's not. It's not. I don't feel it's broken in that aspect, but the we haven't tried the five players, right? And that's the one thing that you and I definitely question is that there is, even if it, it it's subtle and, and situational, that fifth player never gets to be first player. Um, and there is that subtle situational advantage of having that first fresh pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Rules. What'd you think of the rules? So we got three books there. Yep. Um, <laughs> one of them I haven't even looked at. And spoiler, I have no desire to play this solo. So I, uh, it just does not intrigue me at all. So I didn't ask you about those and I did not research them myself. Uh, but so as far as the core rules though go for, for a multiplayer game, I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty solid. When you taught me the game, you did not have to refer to the book a lot except to, verify some some of the icons mm-hmm. y- you got me up and running uh with a little help from megan on answering my questions in 10 minutes in the same amount of time it took to casually lay the game out and that was including some ooh and ah time about the back of the player board and the rule book <laughs> <laughs> so i think the rules are are pretty good i think they get you into the game fairly quickly and from what i gather Everything you need is found reasonably simply. Mm-hmm. But let me flip it back. Okay. <laughs> you taught me. And then when Sarah came over, I taught her in your presence. Mm-hmm. So as in a, in a train the trainer moment, <laughs> based on my one play previously, did you think I got the core elements out with all the expected questions once gameplay actually started based on just having been taught the game, but not having read the book? So we'll we'll combine this a little bit then with teachability. Sure. Because that's a little bit of what we're getting into. So I, I do think so the rules themselves I think are solid. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I mean it was you know, it was a it was a an easy read. I think this is one of the few rule books that I, I maybe only went through once, maybe sped through it twice. Uh so like read it once and then kind of just glanced through it the second time for when uh Megan and I were gonna play it. And and so I th- I thought it was an easy read. I thought again the the appendix is kind of nice. I think Megan asked a couple questions once for that ability base, so I went through the appendix for that. Otherwise, uh, I think actually teaching it, I think I grabbed the appendix because the appendix has the quick setup and stuff at the at the front of it. So that's kind of nice too. It's like you've got the rules out of the way, but here's the you know little book that you can use if you aren't sure how to set everything up or whatever. So rules I think are pretty solid. I, I think it's it's a great they've done a great job. It's not the right it's not the uh we don't have the the back of the the book as a reference card. We have an entire appendix. Yes. <laughs> but the board itself is a 
pretty good uh, reference card, right? Mm-hmm. And and, I, and so that goes into kind of what you're asking in the teachability. I think this is a pretty straightforward game to teach. It has, again, you have to go through that aha moment of seeing the tableau and, and activating the tableau for whatever action you're taking. But the board itself lays itself out pretty good. And it is pretty easy, I think, to teach. You know, Megan stepped in a bit when when you came over to play uh, with, with us. And then you stepped in while we were setting up to kind of help Sarah along. And again, I think it's pretty straightforward to do just off of the board once you know the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't really have to go. And then there's this and that and that. It's 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 a, the the and then there's and then there's the, book two right. <laughs> and in this game, I think the and then there's comes straight off of reading the bird. Yes, right because that's your that's your exceptional kind of stuff as you go along. And even those kind of I mean they're they're. Pretty self-explanatory as you're reading them. There's a couple icons, like you said, that we some people questioned and we looked up. But even that, I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward. Uh, I like that all the different abilities have different colors. So you know, it's like the yep. brown ability is when activated. The pink is between turns. The, the white, white is yep. just when played. You know, kind of stuff. Uh, so I think all of that stuff works really well together. It's very easy and very visual to to check out. And I think, yeah, you I mean, again, going off of your play experience and and learning it plus just having the board in front of you to go so you you know, here it says play a bird and this is what that means and and, uh, and the icons on there. I think it it becomes a very easy game to teach the basics of mm-hmm. very quickly. Like you said, you know, 10 minutes or whatever, and I think that's probably kind of long, even to at least get. The well, gist. after a while, you'll yeah. stop ooing nodding over the rule book. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I uh, rules are very solid, and I think this is a very teachable game. All right, so uh, replayability, and how many times in a row would you play Wingspan? So replayability is pretty high, just from a technical standpoint. Mm-hmm. Crap ton of cards, just a regular ton of scoring options. Um, it's not a full <laughs> crap ton. And every game is going to be different, as as we mentioned earlier, because your scoring requirements are going to be different and the birds that come out are going to be different. Mm-hmm. So just from a technical standpoint, replayability is high. From an enjoyment standpoint, I'd also say replayability is high. You know, when this first came out and the hype on it was growing, I was kind of like, eh, <laughs> okay. And then you were like, oh, Megan says she wants this game. So I'm probably going to get this game. And I was like, okay. <laughs> then you were like, no, this is actually a really good game. We should review it. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, but then I played it. And it's a really complexly simple, simply complex game. There's not a lot. I often say this in, in terms of simplicity. There's not a lot going on. You, you're only going to do one thing at any one time. And as your tableau grows, yes, you, or at least I certainly had a few <laughs> AP mo- analysis paralysis moments. Like what really is my most, my most, uh, yeah. my, my most optimal choice, especially when you're getting down to your last few cubes yes. right, for a yeah. round. And what are we scoring? And again, at that point, it's like, can I do anything to help me this round or should I just go ahead and start setting up my next round? Yeah. <laughs> So from from technical standpoint, yes, replayability is high. From from an enjoyment personal standpoint, replayability is also high because this is this is a solid and enjoyable game. It is pretty. It is low key enough that while one person is 
thinking about how how best to manage their turn. Everybody else at the table can just shoot the shit a little bit, you know, just it's it's a little moment for social that moves around. The, you know, there's a, a social bubble around the person that's going. But at the same time, if everybody is just concentrating on their board and grinding really hard and it's not necessarily that type of game, but I suppose with all the right players, it could be. It'll also go very quickly. You know, if everybody's just going and going and going and they want to make it that game at that time, then then it can be that. But I don't think I would. But I enjoy it. It's it's solid. It's pretty. The mechanics work well. It's not something that I would mind playing back to back. I think if we were to replay it, if we're going to talk about the replayability, I could easily see twice back to back. And depending on how those go, well, I'll, I'll say it, you know, for the amount of time that we play anything other than Gloomhaven, um, <laughs> this could definitely be a full evening game for me. I enjoy it that much if we did this like three times. Cause what? W- once you get into the flow of the game, you're probably taking an hour. Yeah. So I could do. Yeah. I think it says like 70 minutes away, but yeah, an hour. I could do this three, three and a half hours and, and not feel frustrated and not, not feel like I, I, I have wasted my time. Okay. I, I agree. Again, like you said, I mean, if you're just talking from a technical perspective, like you said, the, the cards are going to be different every time you play. You know, you, you're dealing with dice for the food. So that's going to be different every, every time it comes up. Um, your, your goals, again, there's eight of them double sided. So really there's 16 different goals. You use four of them every game. You know, just all these different things. Your bonus cards are going to be different every time you play, at least the ones you start out with or whatever. You're going to be different. So there's a lot built into the game within its mechanisms and components that basically make it replayable. From a playing perspective, I agree with you as well. I think it is very replayable. Now, the nice thing, I mean, for us, and by us, I mean, myself and Megan is the fact that we, you know, we, we are kind of big on, on birds and birds. I mean, you've seen how many feeders are in our backyard and we're constantly seeing new birds and even I get hungry. (laughs) So, which I'll bring some of that up again in a little bit when we get, you're going to come downstairs some morning and I'm just going to be in your backyard with a little spoon (laughs) at the feeder. As long as you keep the squirrel away that I keep chasing (laughs) off the one of our main feeder. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Just, kind of off off topic for just a second to interrupt you because you said she saw this initial she saw it in the audubon society magazine or mailer or something yeah yeah it was an art they did an article, an article. for it yeah. yeah yeah and so i i mean I'll, I'll touch on that a little more when we get to overall oh sorry no that's right but yeah so we enjoy birds we watch birds we we're fortunate enough to have a yard that gets a nice variety of birds so this fits right in with with something that is of interest to both of us. So just from that perspective, it's re, it has replayability for us. Like I said, I, I think the the one game I played with Megan, my entire tableau was our backyard, which was pretty cool. We were we were pretty happy about it. It was kind of funny. So yeah, and and I can say I can say I know I will play this at least three times in a row because because Meg, <laughs> Megan and I I, I think I won the first one. She won the second one. And we decided, let's play a tiebreaker. Got to have the rubber. Um, yeah. So we, I mean, and it was, uh, I, I think the other th- other thing too, to to add to that piece is the reset up, if you are going to play it back to back, is minimal. Mm-hmm. So it's it, you're not, 
you're not grinding away. Oh, okay, let me just get this set back up properly. Blah blah. It, it, it's pretty quick. Yeah, it's just deconstruction and shuffling. Yeah. Yep. So the the replayability from that perspective is is pretty nice as well. So yeah, I, we played it three times. We just I think stopped to eat dinner or whatever after you know, and, and plus the Megan won the tiebreaker, so that was good enough for her. <laughs> she she had her her victory. I'm out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, I mean, we didn't hesitate to play it three times in a row. So I know I'll play it at least three times in a row. I could see potentially more uh, with again the right right people, you know, like Megan and I. This is our thing. Is if this is how we wanted to to spend a night, I'd be fine with that. Um, if we decided this is what we were going to do with the four of us for a game night, I'd be fine with it. I I think even by the third play, it wasn't like wearing on me. So uh, definitely uh, replayable. And I, like I said, I know I'll play it at least three times in a row because I've done it. <laughs> All right. So the theme, the theme for Wingspan, what do you think of, of the theme, especially with how they uh, put mechanics on or married the two, I should say. So it's a pretty unique theme. I don't know. I mean, I, there's a few life cycle games out there mm-hmm. and they're, Heck, we just reviewed one. Um, <laughs> there's a few life cycle games out there, and there's a few kind of, you know, moments in nature type games. Mm-hmm. But, uh, this, this is, is pretty unique to my mind because it's very, it's very focused. It's, mm-hmm. it's just birds <laughs> and, and everything is there. You know, your, your board has three habitats. The cards all have cool, cool birds. The, the, the dice, the token, the, the, well, the die roller is, the dice tower is the, the birdhouse. Mm-hmm. The theme is, is, is heavy in, in, in this game. Everything, everything screams, I only shoot birds with a camera. Uh, <laughs> everything just screams, you know, a, a birder, you know, mm-hmm. could this be anything else and still have the same mechanics? I, I don't know because I don't want to think about distract deconstructing the theme <laughs> from the mechanics. I like this game enough that I I accept it for what it is and I don't want to think about it as anything else. So I think thematically it's really strong. Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, Wingspan has done a great job with the theme that they've chosen and even bringing the uh, actual title kind of into the game for certain birds. Yes. Where, you know, there, there are certain birds that when they activate, you just draw a random card from the deck. And if the wingspan is either greater or less, depending on the bird or whatever, uh, you get to tuck that bird for points at the end of the game. So it's, it's kind of cool. And the fact that they included the, the wingspan on every bird and stuff like that, it was, is pretty cool. So I agree with you. I mean, you know, it's dripping with theme, right? This is, I mean, it, no, I was slobbering. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I, again, even from the, the, the dice tower perspective, being a birdhouse and, and just the, the, the different types of food and, and how you grab that and having the, having the different habitats for the, for the birds. And then just again, if, if you, if this is something that interests you, if birds are, are something that interests you, Again, the cards themselves, I mean, they're, they're very pretty and realistic, great art on them. The, again, where, where these birds are generally located, you get a little info there. Again, the flavor text. Um, I think I told you, I mean, we had the, the one game between Megan and I, and a fact came up 
about something that her mom had asked her uh, yeah, yeah, uh, like a that. week or two before. So she got like, busted out her phone and like instantly uh, sent a text message to her mom. So by the way, what you were asking <laughs> me, and then she just kind of typed out a little thing on the bottom slide. I mean, just all of the, those little things that, uh, are, are cool. And the theme here works really well. And with the mechanics, I think it's it's done very well. It's done very clean. And it does feel... It doesn't feel like they were done separately. Mm-hmm. Um, it it does feel like a very coherent marriage between the theme and the mechanics. And uh, like I said, it, it's kind of a unique theme. It's kind of a universal theme, which is again we'll talk about here in a little bit. So all of those, I, I think it's great. So yeah, let's talk about fun factor slash overall. And I'll just go ahead and start with what we've kind of been talking about off and on. So this is the first game in my collection that Megan brought to me before I brought it to her. I had known about it. I was on the fence about whether or not I was going to add it to my collection and or if it was something that I was going to talk to Megan about. So I knew the theme of it would appeal to us. But one of the things Megan enjoys and why she's willing to play certain games is because she's comfortable and happy with my screening. Basically, like me knowing this isn't a game that Megan wants. And, and and every once in a while, I'll just spot check. I'll be like, so this game is the, nope, they're right. Don't bring that to me, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I was still kind of looking at this. And like you said, I mean, Megan came up to She found that article in, in the Audubon Society. And she's like, look at this. We got to have this game. We got to get this game. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I, I was still looking, researching it or whatever, but that's awesome. Buy a new game. Twist my rubber <laughs> yeah, arm. Exactly. Uh, so, again, the universal theme, the universal potential appeal got to her before I brought it to her. So that's a first. And then, of course, it was sold out everywhere. So I put myself on a list here or there. But it, it's also, when when I finally did get a copy, it's also the first game that I can think of like I, I got it in the house and it was like Megan asking when we were going to play it, not me going, okay, so when do you want to play this? Or is this something you maybe want to do, you know, later this week or this weekend when we, or whatever it was. Okay. When are we going to play it? I was like, oh, that's different. And again, we sat down and played it and played it three times back to back. So the fun factor obviously for us is, is pretty high. Again, we, we are avid bird watchers. We, you know, we, at least from our kitchen, <laughs> you know, we, we don't, we don't do the hiking and all that stuff, but we, I mean, we've had everything from, you know, we, you were here when we started talking about, we finally got an Oriole in the backyard and we've got car and we've had hawks and we've had, I mean, we've had just a variety of stuff that hang out in our backyard. So we really don't need to go anywhere. <laughs> we see just about every, in fact, we've talked to some of the local Audubon society and they're like, really, you've seen that in your backyard. That's kind of rare. We don't even get them up, up, you know, it's like. So we, we're going to start charging for them to come here, I guess. I don't know. We have the best feed. <laughs> and and it, it, I mean, I always make fun of because some of the like for your outdoor bird pets or whatever mm-hmm. it is, but it, we are stupidly ridiculous and picky about what we grab to put out back. And as soon as we know there's something that somebody really, a set of birds really like, we make sure we get that. So they are outdoor pets, even though I scoff at that freaking thing. <laughs> I mean, it's basically it. So, again, fun factor for us is pretty high based off of not only the theme, but 
having that theme and having something that that we can enjoy together. But mechanically, it's pretty solid, and it is a game that Megan doesn't mind sitting through and doesn't mind playing. It's not that long, and there's not like uh, the hardcore AP too many hardcore AP moments and stuff. So overall, I thoroughly enjoyed this game. I would recommend it. I will say, and I think you and I talked about it a, a bit towards the end. I will say, I think the hype is a little overhyped, at least from the perspective of people. I've, I've seen people say that this is like, you can't get a more perfect game. Uh, and, and how this is like just the best thing ever. I, I don't, I'm not there, but it is a very good, very solid game that I would not hesitate to play and I would not hesitate to recommend. Go. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I, I agree, uh, with the understanding that I'm nowhere near as much a, a bird person as, as you or Megan. Birds are wonderful music and they're very colorful. And that's all I know. <laughs> Unless a blue jay or an oriole and, uh, or a finch landed on my, that, that's all I know. That's, <laughs> that's all I know. We've got, we've got owls. We got active <laughs> owls around here too. <laughs> Am I a joke to you, Jonathan? <laughs> <laughs> And yet, despite my lack of knowledge on birds, I, I actually do feel a little bit more educated. <laughs> um, no, it, this is a solid game. It's a fun game. I really enjoyed it. And yeah, I mean, 10. No, it's not, it's not going to be that 10. It's not the perfect game, <laughs> but, but it's close. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed it. All right. So there you go. There's our review of Wingspan. What we're watching. Uh, let's see. I have, I have four things and I know at least one we probably both have, which would be Avengers Endgame. Two, but okay. Yeah. I don't know about that. Uh, so we've seen Avengers Endgame. I hesitate to ask you and I don't know if I should say we're not going to spoil it because I don't know what will ever come out of your mouth. <laughs> Of course, by the time this comes out, if you haven't seen it. <laughs> Ant-Man's death was surprisingly brutal. <laughs> I didn't think they'd actually show Thanos pull somebody in two. Uh, but no. Well, we talked about it. And like I said, I didn't think it was that great a movie. But I did think it was a very good ending to the first 10 years mm -hmm. of, of the MCU. Yeah, I uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, like we also talked about, I, there, I, I need to rewatch it. Because of the wonderful <laughs> audience I had, which were all kids uh, that had no business being in a three-hour movie. So we were a target <laughs> for their boredom. Anyway, uh, but <laughs> I, I enjoyed the movie overall. Um, and I, I, I mean, it, w it was a nice ending, like you said. I, I did tell my guy, I was like, so we just watched a three-hour movie where basically the – the entire plan was a, a cosmic get off my lawn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like, because I don't know about you, but there are times during the movie, I'm like, how are they having Thanos fight again when he can't even sit down? When he can't even <laughs> walk two steps? <laughs> Where he's like, everybody else go do stuff. I'm just going to sit here. <laughs> it's like, it was like, again, it was like cosmic. My entire plan is to get all of you kids off my lawn. <laughs> but it was enjoyable. I did. I Megan teared up. I didn't tear up. I did not tear up for this. Person behind us was sobbing uncontrollably. 
but of course, you know, I don't know if I, I was probably too pissed off at everything else going around me to even have the ability. <laughs> and now I can't up. even hear the funeral because of the person uh, crying. Yeah. It was horrible. But yeah, it was, it was pretty solid. I, I mean, I'm, I wish it, we had a different audience. I would have loved to have, like I said, I'd pay a premium just to get it right at that damn house at this point. But, um, I'm glad we went and saw it and it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, finished Gotham. Gotham is over now. Final season. They did the flash forward. So they introduced Batman right mm. at the end. He finally became Batman. Like I said, this season was pretty much we know and we're, we're pulling out all stops. We don't care anymore. It was again, the, uh, at the end it wasn't, but you know, for most of the season, it was Gotham as like, you know, a quarantined prison state kind of thing. And so, you know, divided up and Arkham City. Yep. Yeah. Has, I want, I mean, they had, um, I swear they, they pulled from everywhere. They, they pulled from the video games. They pulled from, um, the, uh, the main, the main, uh, gang. They had at least one guy that was dressed up like the main gang from, uh, Dark Knight, okay. Dark Knight Returns. Right. So it's like they pulled from future Batman. They pulled from, <laughs> I mean, they, they went everywhere. They, they brought Bane in. They brought, you know, they just, they went all over the place with it. Again, like I said, they were like, it's our final season. Do it. <laughs> uh, but it's over and enjoyed it. I just recently got caught up on power. I haven't watched that in a while. In fact, I had to figure out where I was. And that's the stars show with the, 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 Oh, is that 50 cent? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. James St. Patrick trying to get clean, but still not still pulled into his lifestyle with his buddies and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, 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 I think the season's over. So, but I haven't heard if there's another season or whatever. I'm pretty sure that season was, this was the end of the season that I just recently watched. The first season was definitely very cliche, but I've enjoyed the show and I keep watching it and, and, uh, watched, well, like I said, I've watched all the seasons and then I just started. So I finished that. So I just started, um, by just started, I think I'm like three or four episodes in now, uh, of American Gods. Hmm. So that shows a trip. It shows like, if I'm too tired, I'm, I if I'm too tired while watching, which right now when I'm watching it is pretty much at bedtime. So I'm, depending on what kind of day I've had at that point, it's either like, what the hell am I watching? Or it's like, okay, you know, that's, I'm along for the ride for now. <laughs> so uh, that's what I'm currently watching. Continuing to watch Hannah on Prime, Game of Thrones. We just finished. Oh, yes, uh, we are watching Game of Thrones. Ep 3. <laughs> Battle of the Long Night or the Long Night, whatever it was called. Battle, Battle of the Blank. Battle yes. of the, the Black Screen. I mean, not as many people died as I was expecting. <laughs> but for the most part, it was a good app. But the next three apps are also going to be 80 minutes each or something like that. And mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, well, this had the same feeling as uh, as Endgame, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody that's got a name had to get a moment. Mm-hmm. Even if that moment was just being, you know, run over by a horde of zombies. <laughs> So I think the desire to give everybody their moment really kind of pushed this one to my limit of enjoyability. In in the end, it was not a bad app, but mm-hmm. I was like, ah, <laughs> do we need the third scene of Brienne and 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 Jamie fighting next to each other? Do do we need Pod standing there again? Do we care about Gendry at this point? It's just <laughs> can we just move it along? I, I think there was way too much flying in the frost fog or whatever. Yes, there was that, a, that, that was got way carried too much. away. <laughs> Supergirl is still the only CW show I keep, we keep up with on a regular basis. 
and much to my wife's chagrin, but I highly recommend it. If you want to learn a little bit something about your host, <laughs> Letter Kenny on Hulu. It's a Canadian show set. It's filmed near where I was born and lived the four, first four years of my life where I had family and I visited every summer. So it's Letter Kenny, just small town slice of life, <laughs> but it's, it's good. Definitely an SFW, some swearing. So if swearing's not your thing, especially swearing with a Canadian accent, don't, don't give it a shot. But otherwise, it's a pretty good show. Letter Kenny. Hulu. Do it. <laughs> That's what I got for watching. All right. What we're reading slash listening to. I have like one thing. I have nothing because mine's just been podcast again. Okay. And so my fun time recreational reading right now, I've been pouring over ARC INI coding and mod docs <laughs> uh, because we are... I have set up a server that we're going to be playing on. I think we said we're going to start it up in May. So I've been doing all the testing and coding on it and checking out things there. So I've been, I've been spending a lot of time in, in various web pages and about how to code the INI and, and how different mods work and which ones I wanted to pull in and how to adjust them and all that good stuff. So. It's been kind of, I mean, it, on on one end, it's kind of cool because it kind of brings me back to one of the reasons why I originally kind of got into IT. I mean, it's not like uh, full coding or anything like mm-hmm. that, but I mean, it's it's enough of it to it brings me back to the days when I was like coding MIRC bots and stuff like that for people. So it's been kind of fun. It's been kind of fun to kind of you know find out the different ways I can configure this thing and come up with the, the different and and it's also interesting to see i don't know what wild card is thinking sometimes but how they named things on the back end for different dinos and stuff like that is just like okay <laughs> so it's like it is one of those things where you do have to do the research because you there are some things that there was never in a thousand years you would guess that this is the line to call that particular dino because i i'm uh i'm coding the um the base map that comes with the base game but i'm porting in dinos from some of the dlc uh maps um just to have available so yeah it's like looking it's like okay okay owl for snow owl i get but what is like spindles and ice jumper and you know all this other various things that they've they've coded on the back end so yeah that's been most of my reading and uh trial and error (laughs) So what we're playing? Well, uh, we played Gloomhaven. Yes. We once again, I think, barely pulled out a win for something that we thought we would easily win <laughs> going in. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I think it, it came down pretty tight. <laughs> speed runs. Speed runs work. <laughs> they can. We won. <laughs> we won. We got those doors open. Yeah. So, yeah, still enjoying that. Uh, can't wait till we play again. Played some Sushi Roll, mm-hmm. which is the dice version of Sushi Go. And uh, yeah, we played that and we'll probably be reviewing that sometime in the future. And of course, we played Sushi Dice. Gotta. Gotta. And of course, I've- A rare night where you took two out of three victories. It is true. Megan did not it dominate. very, very rare. Also, it, w- it did help that I did not have a migraine coming on. <laughs> That always helps with the ding game. Uh, Of course, as you heard earlier, I mean, we uh, I played Wingspan much more than just to review it, and of course, 
like you also just recently heard, I've been playing some Ark Survival involved. Uh, specifically, I haven't been playing so much as testing. Like, I'll fire something up, go on. So here's an interesting thing <laughs> that happened to me today. I decided I wanted to like fly around the map, and they have like a admin fly. But then you got to do some other crap to actually go faster or slower or something. I didn't, I didn't, I was at a point where it's like, I don't, I was like my lunch or something like that. I don't want to go research how to do all that crap. So, but I do know how to summon dinos. So I did quick look up what's the fastest flyer. And so it's like, it's a wyvern. I'm like, okay. So I summon the wyvern. Well, there's, there's multiple ways to summon a character or a dino. And so I admin cheat summoned the wild one which basically just pops up in your face and says, I'm going to eat you. (laughs) So I've got the only little dinosaur that I've actually tamed that I've been using while I was testing because I want to see how fast tame works and all that kind of crap. So the little dino that I've tamed and I'm sitting there and I've got, I'm like, I've got no armor on. I got no, I'm like just naked because that way if I die, I don't have to worry about going and retrieving my body and stuff like that. You know, getting my stuff off of it. I just, I had stored it all. So here I am. So I, I summon in this a fire wyvern that starts roasting me immediately and starts roasting my poor little dino. I'm like, I don't, don't kill my dino. That does, I actually tamed that one. I mean, I could, especially right now, cause I'm not like, I, I'm just testing. Like I could spawn in anything I want to, but I like, I haven't been cause I want to test things. So I'm like, don't kill my, don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like flying. Or so I like run away and I start hiding a little bit and I think, okay, I haven't been attacked in like five seconds. It must be gone. Cause I, I was like kind of like under this rock or whatever. So I poke my head out <laughs> and then it kind of dives down. I barely saw. Can do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, like destroy my target and destroy all wild dinos, but like you have to be able to like type it in and all this stuff. So I'm like trying to hurry up again. And like, so I, I finally get it to go away and like I jump on my, my dinosaur's got like a sliver of health left. It can barely move. Like I'm barely moving. I was like, okay, maybe I should go research which command it is to summon it so that it's mine, <laughs> not just wild. So that was my lunch getting roasted by a, a wyver, fire wyvern that I spawned in on the map. Well, it is right the start of barbecue face. season. So. It's, like, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll just go fly around the map, see if these other dinos are spawning like they're supposed to. <laughs> and that is the fun I'm having testing my own server. Here you go. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. That uh, should be another episode for us in the books. At this point, uh, well, way before this point, not you hear it, but we are done with past episodes stuff that we had recorded before our hiatus so everything you're hearing is uh new recordings uh with a slight delay (laughs) uh until until our inability to record a week here or a week there catches up with us But for right now, we have a little cushion, which feels kind of nice. It does. Uh, not only do we have a cushion, but we have a cushion on games that we've played that we want to review. Yes. I don't remember us ever having that. <laughs> I, 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 w- I was about to say the last time, but honestly, I don't remember us ever actually being well ahead of. I don't think so. What we want to review and what we need to play kind of. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. It's uh, strange. It's strange and, and, and 
kind of uplifting. <laughs> there's, there's a little weight that's been lifted. <laughs> so yeah, we've, uh, like I said, we're, we're back. We're recording. We've got a little bit of a buffer. So you're getting a little bit of a delay, at least for right now. But we also have a nice buffer on things that we've already played that we want to review. Uh, so I mean, maybe at some point we might replay a few things if we get too far away from when we played it to when we review it, but it's kind of nice. So. It's good to be back. We also might uh, we're we're working on the network a little bit right now too. So there's there's lots of good good things happening right now. I think as far as all us geeks and the United Geek Network. I think uh, United Geeks Network. Okay. So with that, I'm Jeff King and I'm the Canadian. Thanks for listening. Thank you for checking out United Geeks Network family member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find the Game Crafter Official Podcast, a weekly podcast dedicated to the tabletop game print on demand company, The Game Crafter, and its growing community. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com. country song well yeah like old school country i when i whenever i say that i always it goes to uh to johnny cash in my mind hello i'm johnny cash yeah hello i'm johnny cash well there's our after after little tidbit (laughs) the things we think about before we actually start recording welcome to geek therapy (laughs) 